Hey, what is going on, FEI Podcast? We are today, we are going to be once again joined by Lindsay Boyko. Lindsay is going to join us to talk about purpose and calling and how as young adults do we navigate actually finding our purpose? Does it have to do with our jobs, our careers, or something more? We're going to jump right into that conversation. Let's get to it. <laughs> Lindsay Boyko, what's going Hello, on? Oh, not a lot. How are you? I'm great. Great to have you back awesome. on the show. You're a seasoned vet on oh the my show gosh, now. I'm so happy to be here. This, yeah. this chair is comfy. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to shift like a million times in this yeah. chair because I'm the, I'm jittery. You and I That's were actually yeah. talking about how oh my gosh. we had coffee on an empty stomach. So we really did. Every time I do it, I'm like, this is, it's a recipe for disaster, this, but this episode could, feel be, something, this you know? could be wild. This could be a wild episode. <laughs> we don't know what's, we don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be sugar so. high and caffeinated. I'll tell you that. Woo! Yeah. Cool. Well, hey, speaking of just, uh, going right into things, I, I really just want to dive into today's conversation. We're going to talk about purpose. Mm. And I think the reason that we're going to talk about purpose and why this is so important is, I know for so much of my life, I have searched for this and in many ways still am searching for this. Um, I think with young adults in general, I think one thing that we are all so passionate about finding is our purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, and what I mean by purpose is the reason that we're here, the thing that makes us happy, the thing that fills us up, the thing that makes it feel like we, in this whole puzzle piece of life, we have found the puzzle piece that that makes us fit into this entire grand scheme Mm, of things. And I'm really curious to just open up this conversation and, and start asking you some questions about what you do. Cause obviously you're, you're a worship pastor here mm-hmm. at Flatirons. I think a lot of people probably from the outside in would look at you and go, Oh, Lindsay has discovered her purpose. Mm. Her purpose is to lead people in worship. It's to sing, it's to do all these things. Yeah. But, but knowing you, I think you might categorize that possibly a little bit differently and you yeah. might talk about. So I'd be really curious for you. Like, let's just open up a conversation about, what do you think purpose is and how have you discovered purpose in your life? And maybe how does that differentiate from what you do for a living here at Flatirons? That's so good. Yeah. So I would categorize it differently. Mm. Um, so I would say just like a little bit of history, I guess. Um, I have always done music. My dad is a mm. worship leader. Um, I've sung for a really long time. I yeah. was on the drum line in high school. You know, like go. I did lots of music things growing up. Um, and I, never envisioned myself in this seat today. Um, so I, I knew that I loved music. I knew that I wanted to, that was like always going to be a part of my life. Um, so post high school, didn't really know what I was going to (laughs) do as does probably everyone. Um, yeah. If you do know what you're doing, you're lying. A kid. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, anyways, that's a whole other conversation, but, um, I took a year off of school and I got to spend some time just like resting and I was Mm. with my parents and I was, uh, nannying and traveling and it was awesome. But, um, ended up going back to school for music and at the time had simultaneously started volunteering here because I had a friend that was, that was on the team that I had sung with in high school. And I was like, that'd be awesome. Like I would love to sing again. Um, and so at that time I would have told you, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. (laughs) All I know is I want to do music and I want to like love people. Hmm. That's like, and I I remember a conversation with my dad. My dad was like, do you even want to go to college? And I was like, no, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that was before I took the year off, um, which, you know, praise the Lord for supportive parents. But, um, that's like how I would have articulated, like, this is what I want to do with my life. Um, so fast forward, obviously I'm, I'm working in vocational ministry. The difference in how I would categorize it is I have honed in on like what I think my calling is as Mm. like a person in life versus what my assignment is right now. Mm. Um, so my, and this is something that's relatively new to me in the last like probably year or two. Sure. Um, I would, I would articulate that my calling is to 
communicate like compassion and like the love of Jesus through mm. music. Yeah. I think that music is like a gift that God's given me to to do that, yeah. not just for the sake of like having a singing voice, you know? Right, yeah. Um, so it's to like communicate compassion that Jesus has for people through music um, and to love people that are generally unloved by the church. Wow. That's like... I think that's my calling in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, my assignment right now and what that looks like and how it's playing out is I am on staff at Flatirons yeah. as a worship pastor. Um, and so I think separating the two has helped me in my brain to go like, I I used to wrestle with calling a ton because yeah. I, I thought it was like God was parting the skies and telling people like, this yeah. is your calling. Right. You know? light, like m- the story of Moses, right? I think we all yeah. looked at that, like, why can't God just light a bush on fire and, and tell me I was me like, what I don't know do. if I'm called yeah. to this thing. I don't know. Like, I don't even know what that means. It carries a lot of weight somehow yeah. in Christian circles. But so that's how I, I would differentiate the two. So good. I think my calling is something different than what I'm assigned to like right now. That's so good. And I think that we should spend like a, a quick second talking about that because I think that's so important. There's a difference between calling and assignment. I would also add a third category mm. there's maybe a difference between calling assignment and job sometimes oh yeah because i think i think the one of the big traps and i've i've even fallen into this with what i do here at the church at times is understanding that i think a trap that we fall into so often is hey the career that i choose is my calling mm. and a lot of times that may be a part of your and calling, that yeah and that right and that could be, and, that could be. And, and, mm-hmm. and if you love what you do and you're passionate about it and you feel like god has spoken very clear to you that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like fantastic. Congrats. Great. And I'm not <laughs> yeah. telling you, yeah, I'm not telling you you're wrong yep. at all. Like yeah. at all. But I think so often we, we, we get in this kind of this struggle and this strife of trying to find our calling and our purpose because we feel like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do for a living. And mm. I think so often what we do for a living actually has very little and at times or nothing to do with what we're actually called to do. Mm. Cause like you said, part of, part of your calling is, Hey, I want to love people who the church hasn't loved well. And I think God has put you on this earth to do that. And I would hundred percent agree with that. Mm. The reality is you don't have to be a worship pastor to do that. Mm -mm. You could work in finance. You could work in any business. You could, heck, you could work at Starbucks and you can do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the thing that I love that you said is you're understanding that your calling goes so much deeper than what you do for a living. But I also love what you said about assignment because assignment is where you've been placed. Mm -hmm. Meaning even if you didn't work here at Flatirons and let's just say you worked for Pepsi, yeah. Or ballerina or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so sick. Gosh. <laughs> maybe that's actually my dream retirement job is to be the old guy wow. taking tickets. Yeah, watch free sports and get oh, paid. Anyways, you could do that. we're here. We'll get there. Yeah. We will. Um <laughs> but like you can your assignment at that time you'd identify as, hey, I am here in this position with this job. God mm. has put me here for this season, and so therefore I get to live out my calling here by finding people who are far from God that mm-hmm. the church is not loved. And I get to show them the love of Jesus here yeah. in this job. And I think that is so fundamentally important to understand is that our calling and our sense of purpose goes so much deeper than just the surface level. What do I do for a living? Yes. But that also requires some searching because I think, I hope that registers with a lot of people to go, Hey, if you're not happy in your job or you're wondering if your job is what you're supposed to do, Maybe, maybe not. Mm. But the perspective I would offer is your your calling and your purpose can be so not tied to what you do. Yep. But I think the question then becomes, okay, if we really are trying to understand what is my purpose, what is that deep inner thing that God has wired me to do, the gifts, mm. the passions, the the calling he's placed on my life is, how do we discover that? And I'd love to maybe ask you, because you said maybe you've learned a lot about the difference between calling, yeah. assignment, placement, all these different things. 
what's that journey been like for you to actually discover, like, as Lindsay Boyko, you're saying, this, this, this is what I've discovered about my purpose. Like, how would you mm. encourage young adults who are listening to go about finding that purpose? Mm. So I would say, yeah, number one, it's a process and it doesn't mm. happen overnight. Um, I think once I realized that, <laughs> well, how I like assimilate calling with something that is like not what it is um, and realized that I, the way that I would articulate it when people would ask me like, well, you're like called to this or like, what's your calling? And I'd be yeah. like, I don't know, but I love singing. Yep. I love music. I'm really passionate about it. And yeah. I feel like that's like the Makes thing that like alive. lights me up. Yeah. yeah. Like even talking about it right now, I'm like, I love to sing you guys. Yeah. Um, She's actually going to sing at the end. And so. I had, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, on, gosh, I don't even know when this was. This a couple of years ago. I had a mentor um, that said, I like was explaining this thing. I was like, I don't know what calling is, but this is whatever. And she was like, why do you feel like those are separate? Like, isn't, mm. is there a world where like, that's just the same thing? Like the yeah. thing that you're passionate about that lights you up when you talk about, like, could that be your calling? And I was like, Hmm, maybe, I don't know. I just like, yeah. have never heard someone talk about it that way. So the thing that she encouraged me to do, and I think I heard this in like a, it was a talk somewhere at a conference. I'm so sorry that I don't know who this came from, but it was very impactful. Great job, um, speaker guy. Yeah, or gal. thank you so much. Honestly, it's probably Jen Hatmaker. <laughs> but shout um, out Jen. She or whoever said, if you're like struggling to figure out what your like purpose is mm. or like the thing that you're supposed to do, yeah. um, number one, I believe in a God that like designs us for very unique things in this world um and so this person (laughs) you know unnamed whatever um said possibly jen said follow the breadcrumbs in your life so like Mm. if you could sit down and think back to like when i was a kid and specifically think about it when you were a kid like when i was a kid what were the things that i loved that i was like drawn to and would Yeah. yeah like just like natural in me um and i would say even sitting here now saying that, like I have always loved music. I've always yeah. loved art. Like the creative kind of like thread in my life is strong. Yeah. Um, it's more of like a rope <laughs> than sure, a thread. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, when I say, I think part of my calling is loving people that are like unloved by the church. Mm. Like every, I think that this is accurate. Almost every friend that I had in elementary school, middle school and high school outside of the church was gay or like on the like in marginalized communities like um socially or like that was just something and I I never knew why and this was similar actually with my family like my family tended to like take in and rally around kids that like didn't have solid family Mm. life at home yeah um like that was just something that like we grew up like my brothers and I kind of like my little brother especially was always like somehow seeking out the person that like like, didn't have a lot of friends, like knew they had a rough like home life and whatever. So when I say follow the breadcrumbs, it's like, think back to when you were a kid, what are the things that like you remember doing or spending a lot of time doing? And could that be something now that God's like placed in you that you can somehow live out as an adult? Yeah. I think you, you mentioned something so good, which is like, and a lot of people I think maybe would disagree with this. I am so much more in favor of the philosophy that you brought up of your calling is going to make it, it's going to excite you. It's Mm going to make you come alive because it's going to be something that you are wired to do and enjoy to do. And I think that's a big thing to pay attention to. And an honest question to ask yourself when you're searching for purposes to really get honest and say, 
what, what makes me come alive? Mm -hmm. Like, what are the things that I do not even so innately well that I'm just like, wow, I'm just gifted about that. I'm really good at this, but also things that you go, man, this fires me up. I'm passionate about Mm -hmm. it. I care about it because I I can develop skills around it. Exactly. Cause I think, I truly think this, and this is like my own journey with purpose and calling and the thing that I, I realized looking back now, the very first thing that God had to show me was not my purpose and my calling. Mm. The very first thing he had to teach me was he had to teach me about myself. Yes. He had oh, to actually my gosh, show the root me. Of it is identity. Yeah, as you have to, you, I had yep. to figure out who I was because for so long I was so concerned with how do I build a life that will appease other people? Wow. That in the perceptions yeah. and in the eyes of other people, they'll look at me and go, oh, this guy's got it figured out. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's structured. Like, Dude, I never wanted to work for a church. Yeah. Part of it because I had a really nasty view of the church growing up and I hated it. The second part of it was like, I was so afraid of the stigma hmm. of, oh, I, he's not successful if he works for a church. Blah. And the more and more that I allowed God to humble me and break me and actually just show me who I was, the more I started to learn and realize and figure out the type of like role and job I'm now, whatever, it is something that I'm good at. And that I really enjoy doing, but I had to really allow God to teach me some things about myself mm-hmm. and allow myself to be really honest with who I was too, and not be afraid of that to go, yeah. okay, what do I really care about? Mm-hmm. What am I really good at? Yeah. And really ask God to take me on this journey of like, hey man, like before you ever show me what to do, will you show me who I am? And I'm a firm believer mm-hmm. in that. Before you ever know what you're supposed to do, you have to know who you are. Oh, yeah. And that comes from a validation and self-worth standpoint of, I have to know what God says about me. I have to know that I am only affirmed in him that I don't need anything external to come give me something that Mm -hmm. only he can give me. But you also have to allow God to go, hey, I mean, if he uniquely created us, if he knit us together in our mother's womb, like Mm -hmm. like the Bible says, the dude like literally knows the hair on our heads and said, hey, I uniquely crafted you. You are a one of one. That means that he also knows what we're good at and Mm -hmm. what we're passionate about. And he knows us better than we know ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so I think if, if anyone out there is listening, he's going, man, I'm really struggling with finding purpose in my life and I don't know where to start. This sounds, again, maybe dumb and cliche, but it's like before you ever know what you, you have to do, you really have to start with this discovery process of allowing God to teach you about yourself mm-hmm. and find out, like you said, what, okay, follow the breadcrumbs. Like, what are those breadcrumbs for mm-hmm. me? What do, what do I care about? What am I passionate about? And the more and more you start to learn, okay, this is who I am. This is who God made me to be. This is what I'm good at. You start to find out and figure out, okay, this may be pieces of a purpose and a calling. And again, mm-hmm. singing this could be here at Flatirons. Like right now your mm-hmm. assignment is you're, you're, you're here at Flatirons. I mean, you can use that gift so many other places. Yeah. And I think it's a beautiful thing about purpose is like, it's not necessarily dependent upon a job. Mm-hmm. It's dependent upon knowing who we are, right? Yeah. And so I think that's a huge piece of that is step one is we really, really have to figure out who we are before we ever know what yeah. we're going to do. Yeah. And acknowledging that your job right now, if you don't feel like it's either aligned with or it doesn't like light you up like yep. you want it to, um, like your job can be a means to an end yep. for right now. Yep. And that's like, even in college, when I talk about like bartending and like working in bridal, which I loved, like I loved those things yeah. because they were fun. Um, but I didn't necessarily feel like this is like my calling in life or like yeah. my purpose, you know, like purpose driven. Um, but it allowed me to then have like Sundays freed up yep. so that I could serve here so, so that I could like it. serve on the yep. worship team. And yep. I could like, you know, I was going to college and so I was working really hard, whatever. Yeah. But then I had money to like hang out with my friends and do fun things on weekends. So it's like, there's, there's no shame in having a job that's like providing you with a life so that you can go out and fantastic live. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Like, so if your job is giving you the ability to provide for yourself or provide for your family, like 
in no way, shape, or form would I ever tell you unless God, like, let the Holy Spirit tell you, don't let me tell you, that you need to leave your job. Right. If you are able to pursue your that purpose-driven life and that calling with the job that you have, please do it. Mm-hmm. And I would also throw it out there. It's dumb and cliche, but like, man. <laughs> you got to stop saying on, that. On it's a, not dumb and cliche. <laughs> I know. I just, this, this, this is my like church background. I've heard this, uh, blah, roll my eyes. Yeah. But it's so true when we get to the root of it is at a 30,000-foot view, high-level perspective as followers of Jesus, man, we are all called not only to be faithful to Jesus, but to go out and to love people and do what we yes. can to make disciples. Yes. And that's the part of this too where it's like, okay, you're struggling with your purpose and your calling. Maybe for a season in the job that you're in, and again, I take this with a grain of salt. I understand this is someone who like works for a church and is around Christians, and a lot of the times the conversations I have with people are people who want to talk about Jesus. Mm. So it's not like I am in these environments every day where it's like, oh, I'm I'm you know the only Christian. Evangelizing. I mean, literally yeah. everybody I work with is a Christian. Right. So I totally understand that maybe a filter for people to go, this guy doesn't get it. But just yeah. hear me out here. Part of the reason maybe why you're in the job right now is because there are some coworkers and some people that God has said, I've placed mm-hmm. you here to be a light, and I want you to find purpose That's beyond good. money here. Because yeah. you got coworkers who are dealing with some stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And they need to know that Jesus actually can not only help carry that burden, but he has a better way for them to live their life that doesn't lead to that stuff continuing to yes. happen. And so I think part of it, too, is like when we think about our purpose and our calling, like a part of the unique, innate things that we're talking about, from a 30,000-foot perspective, we have to understand, like, we are all called to love people and to create followers of Jesus. Yes. And I know that feels intimidating and makes people feel insecure. And a guy I used to work here, his name's Jordan. He, he said something to me once during my internship here that I'll never forget. And it's, if you've been a Christian a day longer than someone else, you have something to offer them. Mm. You do. Mm-hmm. And I think the more and more that we're able to realize, like, man, I have something to offer people. And if that thing that I have to offer is Jesus, he'll do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. But there's purpose in that. I've yeah. shown up every single day. And I'm not saying being the weird guy that, you know, walks and knocks on every cubicle and is like, have you heard about our Lord and Savior? He's like, I'm a Christian. And I'm like, dude, I want to flip that guy off when he comes to my door. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, get the hell out of here. You're like, I'm working on stuff. For real. I'm like, yeah. yeah, like, what? I don't want to talk about this right now. Yeah. But I'm saying that, like, man, you have the opportunity to make an impact on people's lives. Because, like, I think so much purpose has to do with legacy, too. And that's how you develop mm. legacy, is you impact people's lives. You wow. love them well. And whether or not they end up believing in Jesus, that's not, that's not your job. Yeah. That's not on you. That's that's God's job, not yeah. yours. Your impact is to go like, man, like you looked and loved like Jesus and you can do yeah. that right where you're at. And we're all called to do that. Yeah, that's that's so good. I, I 100% agree. I think our calling as Christians, I mean, that's like, that's aside from the gifting that you have, the unique ability that you like carry with you that God's designed you for. Like, I think our command as people who follow mm. Jesus, like you cannot separate that's good. The, the loving of people if we are people that like follow the Lord. Yep. Yep. And I think so often too, we get a lot of times we get lost in purpose. We get lost and we make it very self-centered mm-hmm. and to an extent, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because no. it's really, really good to be introspective. Like we talked about and learn and figure out who you are, but we make God. So tell me, give me my thing, give me my mm-hmm. thing. And so often he's saying, go serve people, yeah. go love people, go wash people's feet. And you will be amazed mm. by the amount of purpose. Yeah that you find when you stop making life about you and you start making it about other people. And I think that's when like the doors open. I think God is faithful to respond to that kind of, I mean, again, we're like commanded to serve, you know, like we are, that's a part of just what we should be doing. Um, But I think God then like, 
if we're looking for it and if we're praying for it and we're saying, God, like show me maybe just like one next step. If I'm in a job that I don't love, Uh that I don't feel like aligns with my purpose, like show me what the next thing is supposed to be. Like, what am I running towards? And then I, I believe in this is like, this is just who God is. Like he will open doors that you don't see coming and that like no one can shut. Um, and so I think that takes faith to go like, maybe I'm not in the right spot right now. Or like I'm, I'm wrestling through some of this, like calling stuff and purpose. Um, but if we take action and like, I think we, we expect like God to do all of the work sometimes (laughs) and just like drop the thing that we're supposed to be doing. But like, we have to take a step and if it doesn't feel right. And if like doors aren't opening and there's, you know, like opportunities aren't presenting themselves, then we go, okay, that wasn't it. What else could there be for me? And I just believe that God, like shows us where to go, shows us like the, the path because yep. he's already ahead of us. Yep. And so, but it, but that requires like effort and introspection and I like agree. lots of prayer, lots of prayer, lots, lots of prayer. And I would also <laughs> say this too, to go along with that point and maybe like a different thought bubble here is I think a lot of times too, we're really quick to try to rush out of seasons mm. where God is intentionally keeping us, try to teach us something. Yeah, it's like there's something for you here. Yeah, so yeah. if you're in that place where you go, hey, I want more for my life and I feel like God is something more for me, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. He probably does. Yes. But are you willing to shift your perspective instead of going, man, I can't wait to get out of here to sit and go, what might God want to teach me or do in my life here in this season? Yeah. Or like show me about himself. Exactly. What is he going to teach me about me? I think that's just following Jesus. It's a constant, constant dynamic of God teaches me something about himself. When I learn about him, I learn more about me. And then when I learn more about me, I'm able to love people. Yes. Um, That's so good. And that's just like the dynamic of following Jesus, right? That's what the whole thing entails. Um, But that's something I'd encourage people with too. Like, hey, you're miserable right now and searching for your purpose. Maybe just a challenge point would be like, from a perspective shift, like instead of going, man, how do I get out of here? Maybe the question you start asking is what does God want to teach me in this season? And even though it sucks and it's painful Mm. and maybe draining at the time, like maybe God is really trying to do something in your life right now. That's Mm going to set you up for that. Yeah. That'll like, that'll be the catalyst for the next thing. Yeah. Because God is the master holder of our purpose. Look, we're you and I. I don't think we're sitting here going we're experts on purpose. Oh we're God. still figuring out and discovering no. it. All we're, re- all, we're re- <laughs> all we're doing is just regurgitating what God has taught us so far, yeah. right? The thing that I feel like I can confidently say that you can say as well, I'll kind of close this out here is, but the more and more that we've leaned into Him and trusted Him, we've learned more about our purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we have our purpose figured out, yeah, but we've learned more than we did, mm-hmm. and I would confidently say because of Jesus I have more purpose in my life than I did before but I'm still working out what that looks like Mm -hmm. so for anyone who's listening who's going man I'm searching for purpose I'm looking for it Lynn's to close us out here if you had to leave like one final thought if you're going hey young adults when it comes to your purpose I want you to know this what's like one thing you'd want to leave them with wow um honestly this is, I think this is just, I don't know if this is going to be helpful, (laughs) but the one thing I want people to know is there is so much grace in this whole journey, in this whole conversation. Like I, again, like you just said, we're not sitting here acting like we have it all figured out. And it's Mm -hmm. like, this is my calling. This is my assignment. This is my purpose. Check the box, you know, like God God is such a constantly. Yeah. Yeah. God is such a God of like, walking with us and like holding our like questions and our struggle and our confusion and all that. And so I don't don't know if it's helpful, but I would just like remind yourself that there's so much grace in this whole journey, um, in like learning more about God, learning more about yourself and like walking this road. Um, I'm going to cheat and give a second one also. Go for it. Um, the other thing I would like 
encourage people with or leave people with is just like, which we talked about, um, go listen to the friendship episode, (laughs) but, um, like ask your closest people what they see in you. Mm, I think that's a really like vulnerable thing to do because we never want it to feel like Mm. it's like you're like compliment fishing or whatever, but kind of, it's like, Hey, could you like help me see, like, what are the things that I'm good at? And like, if you're really struggling to figure out like maybe a next step or Mm. more of like what your purpose is, ask people to call it out in you because we, we have blind spots about the things that we do well and the things we don't do well. That's a limit our potential. So yeah. So if you have people, I had really close people like call up and out some stuff in me in the last couple of years that I I couldn't see. And so I would ask like, the people that know you the best, like, what do you see in me? And could Mm. that be something that you could start like running towards in your life? That's so good, man. Linz, thanks again for coming on, sharing your wisdom. Um, again, these are all conversations we're continuing to have, but we love having you on my friend and we're excited Mm. for the next one. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Love it.